Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. I am Paul, the GM for this campaign, and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. Last week on the podcast, after Courtney burst in and told the party to leave, they had a little bit of difficulty getting out. Vanessa and Russ had to fight their way out past some guards because they were too late to get out before the lockdown. Sal opted to go see the Ulithrid, who he thought might hold the key to unlocking his past memories from Thailand. He was right, as it happens, but the memories were not exactly good, and Sal immediately took off. The entire party eventually ends up back at Crop Squares and do a little bit of settling in, getting back to their routines, looking for a bit of normalcy. Vanessa starts transcribing the tiny writing from her strange rod. Lydia and Russ begin working on various projects to help the party, and Sal is just kind of in a funk. Finally, Sal leaves to go back to his farm and check on his own family. This week, on The Crushing Depths, the normalcy gives way to visions. We hope you enjoy. Okay. It's about five to six. Russ is presumably getting ready to leave. Like, Or, uh, not Russ. Sal. Sal. Everyone does it. Yeah, that's weird. You're no, welcome, it's bro. not the... It's not that, like, it's it when it's almost six, he's getting ready to leave. It's just, like, pretty much, like, right around six. Like, he's vaguely aware of the time of passage of time. And it, somewhere between six and 6.05, he's just going to stand up and say, I'll see you guys later and step back outside. Okay. I'll look, up, I'll look up from my work and be like, wait, where did he say it was going? I think you're alone, Vanessa. And then I realize I'm alone. <laughs> and go back to my work. Okay. Sal steps outside and uses his key to request a bus pickup. Okay. And he will request that it takes him to his home. Okay. You get to the farm and get off the bus. He's Other going people are to... pissed at you because it made the bus go really out of its way. <laughs> I'm not aware of that. Okay. When I get off the bus, I look around. Okay. Are you looking for anything and in particular? I am going to search for any members of the resistance to see if they're still keeping an eye on the house. And if they are, well, I think that they probably are, so I want to see if I know where they're at. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, 20. You search pretty well and actually don't see any. Doesn't, you know, you try and check vantage points and uh, places where they might be hiding to watch the road, for example, or you know the area pretty well. So you sort of creep around the farm and actually you don't see anyone. Not seeing it. anyone concerns me greatly. So I'm actually, once I feel like I've looked where I expected to see them, uh, I hurry to the house and get inside. Okay. Uh, you, you know, jump inside and you almost run into Enzo, who is at home and just about opening the door to go outside. Hey, Dad, how are you? Enzo will be played by Steve. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that was a double meaning, because that was me talking to Paul and simultaneously talking to Sal. What's up, I, boy? I, I know you're probably upset that I was gone when everything bad was happening, 
But I no, told no. you I'd get back as soon as I could. And you're back. Did every? I mean, was it hard getting out here? Not, not, to, not, not anymore. I, I think that whatever was going on before with those things, things are more or less back to normal in the city. Did did any get out here? We had a, you know, we saw run-ins, but you know, nothing. Nothing impacted us directly, no. Did anyone come to the house? That one I have to defer to Paul because I don't know. Right. Nope. No. Should they have? Uh, I I don't know. How how's mom? How's Izzy? Cantankerous. They're they're both home. Oh no, that's your that's your daughter. Cantankerous. They're both caretakers. Yes. She's fine. I'll, I'll assume that my dad is in a mood and I'll say, well, what, what were you doing? You're heading outside for a while? It's a farm. <laughs> That's great. Just going to work. All right. All right. Got some um, things to chip. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll come out to give you a hand in a little bit. I just want to. Checking on the girls. And I kind of walk around him and, uh. He's walking out, so, yeah. Just pass. Right. And he'll, and since I'm playing Enzo, I'm going to <laughs> go throw the body of my dead wife into the demon possessed bush. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Enzo had a psychotic break I wasn't aware of. <laughs> No, he was mind controlled by the by the beholders, oh, and then when right. he finds out that they didn't ever control anybody's minds, <laughs> he drops that as his alibi. Um, as soon as as soon as Cell steps into the house, he's going to yell, "Mom, Izzy!" They're both in the kitchen. He he goes in and checks on them, and and by checks on them, I mean he desperately. Grabs Izzy in a big hug. Just like, what and, are you doing? And thoroughly pisses her off because yeah. she's not done with that. Um, I just was, big. I just was really worried about you guys. We're fine. What's wrong with you? I, I had a rough couple days because it's been th- three days. Since the beholders attacked, or four? Uh, let me look. I can tell you exactly. So it is. That was the tenth. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the tenth. It is now the fourteenth. Oh, okay. So it has been. Yeah, it's essentially been three days because this day barely even started. A few days just searching for Zolithrid, if you remember, like right. Yeah, there were two nights there and one night back. So, editing note: it's actually the fifteenth. So yeah, I said I I just I had a rough couple of days and I just was really worried about you guys. And Carmella will be played by TJ. (laughs) Oh, that's okay, sweetie. Oh, no, mom, I won't make, I'm so... I won't make you do that. She just What's, looks the like... <laughs> What's the matter you? <laughs> I'm fine, mom. 
Carmelo will look at you and just... No, let him really stretch his role-playing skills. Like, this is like Gollum <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. After you say you have a, a rough couple of, you had a rough couple of days, she looks at you, like, with, you know, motherly concern and says, anything you want to talk about? <laughs> no. <laughs> will, not... a, will a cannoli make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> not right now, Mom. I, I told Dad I was going to give him a hand once I checked in on you, too. He, he takes one look over and makes sure that to him they look happy and healthy. And aside from the fact that Izzy's super pissed at him for having hugged her so, you know, thoroughly at such an early hour of the day, um, he goes and walks out to the barn or the farm or wherever Enzo went. Okay. As you're leaving... Izzy says to you something like, oh, I'll see you later, Dad. I'm going in town. And she goes over to her car and leaves. What? That's suspicious. No college, sl- no teenage girl gets up. You were going to say slut. call your daughter a slut. No, no, no. We all no, heard I... it. It's, it's totally being recorded, dude. That... No, yeah, let's rewind the tape. I mean... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, you don't really think highly of your daughter. <laughs> I don't have to hear that back because I at no point was that a word that I was thinking of saying. I was thinking like high school, college. I'm like a teenager. I'm trying to remember how old she is. A teenage slut. She's like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's in her 20s, isn't she? Yeah, I, I thought she was older. I, I, I did too. Well, I, 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 as I said, teenager, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. She was born in 2008. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> it's 2031. Okay, so she's 23. That sounds okay. right. Yeah. So, you go out and Enzo's dicking around in the barn. Doesn't look like he's actually doing that much. No, he's, he's just, just doing old man house. work. He's old, he's doing old man work, yep. Like he's he's turning nuts with a wrench and he's he's hitting wood with a hammer. <laughs> no, no, like he's look, using look, tools hey, but like not in an appropriate do. manner. What happens is he's not like he's not I don't know. He 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 still has con- complete control of his faculties. He hasn't lost his mind. Oh, so. I'm imagining like my dad. Like if my dad was older, he'd be like just going out to places and using tools. Like he'd be using them in the appropriate way, but like not in a way that anything needed to be done with them. Right. He basically just was going out to fiddle around and get out of the house. It's actually more yeah. insidious than that. He'd be sitting there being able to like touch several tools that would make noise, and like one of them's the buzz saw, and you'll just. <laughs> Push the pedal to make it go, and then is startled when <laughs> when Sal shows up, and he's like, "Oh, good! I don't have to fake like I was doing anything." You know? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not actually doing any like actual real work. So, I'd say in a given week, I only put in about <laughs> three or four real hours of work. So just because this part's probably going to be boring, I'm just going to state the, um, uh, one that thing is he's going to he's going to show genuine concern for how you were, but in like a manly sort of way. Like, oh look, you don't look like you got a good scar or you know, you whatever whatever signs of battle we've mm-hmm. gone over, he would 
It wasn't he was being a dick before. He was just trying to get out of the house and you were impeding his ability to do so. <laughs> trying to get away from his cantankerous wife. Harpy wife. Yeah. <laughs> Harpy. <laughs> queen of the harpies. Sit on your throne, queen. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and Sal's just going to kind of say what he said before inside, which is it's it's been a rough couple of days. Um, not... Not much in the mood for talking right now, Dad. Maybe later. Wasn't asking, but okay. And then um, Sal's just going to see what needs tending to on the farm. Okay. And we can probably not RP that yeah. and go no. to something interesting. No. Uh, we'll go back to Vanessa and Russ. Russ, do you, you've finished your prowling. <laughs> Casing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you'd like to do specifically at this point? Uh, I was kind of waiting for it to get a little bit, a little bit more light. I was going to go check out the Ducati a little bit more and like make sure it's all kind of tuned up and okay, in so good shape. Yeah. Russ is going to spend a few hours working on the bike. Where mm-hmm. are you going to do that? I don't know if there, was there like a backyard kind of area where I could wheel it back there, or is it no? It has to go down. You'd be in the alley. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you could do it in the alley, but that's mm-hmm. you can fit it in that elevator if you that's want. That's what I was gonna say. I was like the next thing I could ask and see if uh, Vanessa would allow me to bring it in to do that. But yeah, go go okay. nuts. Okay. Th- then I will have it ride the elevator down. And... Okay. We'll say you actually take it up to Leo's apartment. The basement is not probably a. There's not enough room down there. Uh, okay. But the apartments actually have big, like, sort what? of freight rooms. Your basement is full of crap. It's not crap. It's stuff that I need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not talking to your wife, Steve. You don't have to justify stuff. <laughs> uh, but it felt the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the in the interim, there somehow you know the little mechanical bits in Leo's apartment have sort of multiplied somehow, and Lydia's just sort of awash in grease and various parts as you get up there. It looks like she's working on, like, four or five things simultaneously. She's just, like, got a part of it that's going, and then she'll have an idea and move to something else, almost manically. Mm -hmm. So you work on that. Vanessa, while you are sort of copying the text of this rod you sort of it's it's we'll say it's been like you know it's getting towards noon and you've been going at this non-stop you look down but you don't look down you look at your uh note you know the the copy that you're making would you use real paper or use electronic i would have used electronic okay <clears throat> you look back at your real electronic record what I said real paper is when i would have it you know because I just obviously picked an arbitrary point to start. I don't have any frame of reference as to where the beginning or ending is. Mm-hmm. You said it's all the way around, right? Yep. It's a, it's so and you don't, I would, you know I would, which way is up now. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. But all I would do is is wait until I I would transfer the the final deciphering of it. But yeah, go ahead. You you've been working on this for like six hours solid, and you look you look at your uh, file essentially. And, you know, imagine it's a Word document of some kind, and you realize that for probably the past three, three and a half hours, you've only been writing two words. 
I didn't realize this before. Nope. It does not correspond. Like, so the first part of your document starts, and it's the actual, you're just, like, transcribing the runes. And you get down to the this, you know, you basically you can scroll to see where it changes to English words. And the two words you're writing are Watkins Glen. I will Google search Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen is a place in upstate New York. It is at the southernmost end of one of the Finger Lakes. I can't remember which one right now. One of the big ones. Middle Finger Lake? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much, actually. It's known for... If you do an actual Google search in, in real life, you'll find it. It's a real place. So Thank you, Paul. I like my fantasy to remain such. <laughs> it is... So it's... Oh, Seneca Lake is the lake that it's... If that's important to anyone. Sure. Uh, you do a Google search, essentially, and it's known for... Two things at this point. One is known for, for a long time, was known for the state park that's there. It's all kinds of little waterfalls and caverns and little caves and stuff like that. There's little walking tours where you can walk down like the edge of the cliffs and across the water and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of trails and whatever. The other thing it's known for is after, and this is this famous bad idea kind of thing, where uh, at some point in the middle of the crisis, the food crisis, uh, someone with enough wealth and sort of stuff to make it happen decided that it would be a really good idea to build a walled town, a small walled town. They were gonna, they planned this town out, built it out, built these walls, and it was gonna be kind of their like personal stronghold for them and everyone they knew, and they'd be self-sufficient in there and be able to, you know, defend it from people trying to steal food and whatever else. Is that really what this is for? What? Watkins Glen. If I go to the yeah. real thing. No, this they is. Def- they have to defend their gigantic Walmart. <laughs> no, there, this is, no. This okay. happened in like 2021 or 22. Um, you will find. I'm curious because there there are people. I mean, I was watching the Colbert Report and he made fun of this entire community that that's the like part of the requirements of living there is like you have to know how to operate and own an M16 with several clips and such. And it was just like he read the manifesto of like you're this going is, to live here. That's the same idea. It's like this survivalist. Right. Type mentality. It, and it was just funny as hell, man. Um, the problem is that, you know, walled towns are wonderful against zombies and not so great against people with explosives or, you know, modern weapons. So the, this town is famous for being a failure, essentially. Um, the first people you know, they got it all built, moved in, and someone blew a hole in the wall and basically killed them and took their stuff. And sort of there's this successive, every, basically everyone who tries to move in there and take it over for themselves, you know, ends up in sort of sort of, sort of grisly end. So uh, at this point in 2031, it's just kind of this, like, tale of stupid ideas. And it's sort of famous for being such. I will stop writing. Okay. I'm going to 
Tap it more. See tap. if that was. Tap what? Tap the, the rod? Yeah, in my hand. Okay. So it does its little focus thing. So it, 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 it have, I have a distinct, like, even if I'm not really focusing on it, if I just tap, it the, the helps tap, me to focus. Well, the, it's not, there's no in-game effect for that, except that that's basically the justification for how you're doing the quicken spells. So, yeah, it's soothing. But oh, it's, it, ma- it makes my mind focus more. Right. Uh, I see. And it's nice. You know, it's like the, the, the hand massage balls or something. But yeah, it's not going to give you like a, a bonus to focusing in general or concentration specifically. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but everything that happened with the beholders was pretty exclusively, well, and you can tell me this based off of what Vanessa would have found out regarding her key and what she was downloading, anything that, that keyed off of, you know, the attack and whatnot. But the Beholder thing was very localized to New York, wasn't it? It wasn't, it, like, last, it wasn't like the rest of the country got taken over. I mean, nope. sure, they could have wandered away or something. but It was pretty much exclusively Long Island and part of Connecticut, a little bit of Pennsylvania, and part of New Jersey. And what is, like, what are, what are the rest of them saying? The rest of who? The country. Uh, what do you mean, what are they saying? Like, what are the news? Like, yeah. this, this really messed up stuff happened in, in New York. That's it? Pretty much. And this That's is why cool. so many people are leaving the area. Because it was just a New York thing. So it's like, okay, everyone needs to, you know, people are freaking out and leaving the area and going elsewhere. Okay. So is there any more about Watkins Glen that I can... Research. Do you have any questions? What do you mean? Like, what are you researching for? Anything that stands out to be relevant as to why I would have a Norse rod, or a rod with Norse writing on it that has Watkins Glen written on it. It doesn't. There's no connection that I can find. Not between the rod and what you wrote. It's like midway through your, you know, not even midway, Close to the beginning of your transcription, you just randomly. Oh, so it has um, nothing to do with the rod. It's just no, no, it's not what the rod says. It, um, you, the, your transcription starts out. It's all you're just writing basically the runes as they appear, and you'll go back and with your transcription translate it and right, right. And midway through that rune stream, you started writing Watkins Glen in English and wrote that for like, I don't know. Like I said, it's like not 50 the, pages worth of a Word document is just Watkins Glen over and over and over again. And it has, it's nothing to do. Like, you go back and you can see where you left off on the rod. Yeah, I will de- I will delete up to that point and resave it. <laughs> okay. Embarrassed. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to quick look at the surveillance feed of myself okay. over the past couple hours. Okay. You're sitting there writing. Nothing looks different? Nope. Okay. I'm going to go find Russ. Okay. Or Russ I'll, is, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll call him with it, with my key and then go get him. So they're both okay. up in Leo's apartment, and at this point... Wait, who's uh, up in Leo's apartment? Lydia and Russ. Oh, Lydia. Okay, go ahead. They're, they're both... They're basically Come talking on. shop at this point. All right, Matt. I like the budding romance. 
Sex on a bike, though, seems like it would be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have one of those backrests on it, so you have mm. that to your advantage. <laughs> I don't see how that's an advantage. That seems more like a disadvantage if you're trying to have coitus. Hey, do roadhead on a motorbike. What's her dex? <laughs> <laughs> I will, I walk up to Russ and I'll say, so what are you guys working on? I guess maybe it's to both of them. I'm just working on the bike. Russ, you opened the, this would be, sorry, I forgot to mention this. When you started working it's, on the bike? Oh, for dead. You're dead. <laughs> sorry. It blows up. No. Poof. <laughs> forgot to mention that everything smells like gasoline. <laughs> And I'm holding a lighter. Wait, how did it get there? (laughs) Vanessa is smoking. This is is my, um, part of it is, you know, fan service, but you, you know, the, the bike has like a tiny little compartment on it that you might put a cell phone in or something. You open it up and find two things. One is a small. Is wallet? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You find a, Roll of duct tape of repair. Nice. That was also something I had to put in the game somewhere. (laughs) Just because I had to? Just for Matt. You also find a small silver ball about the size of uh, maybe a little bigger than a a golf ball. Maybe the size of a plum or something. Um, Just a silver sphere? It's a sphere. Looks like it's... Uh, two halves. So it looks like two, you know, there, there's a seam down the middle of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have to sleep with it to find out what it does? <laughs> no, you just need to play he with it a little bit. He starts out his pants, like, alright, let's do this. Um, are you, I, I'm basically waiting for you to say, yeah, I'm gonna start playing with it, or, yeah, I'm okay, gonna set yeah. that aside and not touch that. No, so I'll start you go blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my sunglasses on first. <laughs> Just so that no one knows it's you. <laughs> so you start playing with it, eventually you figure out to twist it. Oh no. The two halves. Ah. Um <laughs> Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> what? Stop <laughs> uh, <yeah>. it. <laughs> you stop twist it. Twist it. Yes. No, no. I said bop it, not stop it. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Pull it. You twist the ball and... Hang it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My dingling. Everybody sing. <laughs> so, some sort of... As you twist it, this uh, crackling energy field appears around you in a sphere. <gasps> Run! A gerbil ball. <laughs> you realize that while you have this activated, you are impervious to harm. No. That's what it, it sounds like to me. It gives you a plus two deflection bonus versus metal projectiles. You mean bullets? I mean metal projectiles. It also allows you to essentially use the the spell levitate exactly as it's stated on page 350 of the modern handbook ooh and after about 
30 seconds or so of this, it abruptly stops. Okay. And you can't get it to activate again. No, I'm sorry, it's a minute. A minute is 10 rounds. Anyone? Six rounds. Hurry up. It's, a round is six seconds. Right, so 10 rounds in a minute. Yeah. So after okay. about a minute, it dies out. You can essentially, okay. you, if you carry it on your person, it will recharge and it can be used for a maximum of 10 rounds. They don't need to be consecutive in any given day. Neat. So, yeah. Lydia, or uh, Vanessa comes in and asks what you guys are doing and Lydia looks up and starts showing you just like projecting you know, blueprint after plan after blueprint on the wall and describing these various random things that she's going to do. She also wants to know if you'd be willing to, you know, provide her with some funds. How much funds are we talking about? Oh, just to put it in terms that make sense, maybe like seven, eight wealth. Oh, that's funny. Otherwise, it won't make sense. So I know. I mean, to say a certain dollar amount, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I, I can't wait to play fourth edition. And be like, how fast can you run? I can run, you know, four squares. <laughs> how, fast, <laughs> how fast can you run? He did the four square dash in under two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> is it like the Kessel Run? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It only took me five squares to go 30 feet. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, TJ, are you still awake? Oh. Okay. You TJ. You're checking out the wood chipper. Uh, he needed a nap. I could hear him dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a battery. <laughs> you know, like... When, like you can kind of tell it's like slowing down. Yeah. It's cute though. <laughs> EJ. Oh, Paul's going to ask you, <clears throat> what? um, what's your thoughts on if I tried to do craft mechanical? Yeah. I was going to try to add a mount to the Ducati for my shotgun <laughs> that I could have it fire straight forward and have it be like a, you know, like, a trigger or something on the um, handlebars. Hmm. Let's see. So I don't know if you'd consider that moderate or. Let me let me see what the. Are you looking at the craft thing right now? Yeah, because it says like simple's like a tripwire trap, moderate's like an engine component or light armor, complex. You start talking like an automobile engine or a full like making a gun. <laughs> making a gun. Yeah, and like advanced yeah. is I could build a jet engine. That's awesome. This is the example. This is the so, example of so wait, this is the future though. So it'd be like a jet pack. Yeah, <laughs> I could. Uh, you, could, you could finally make our hoverboards. Damn it! It takes sixty hours, but you couldn't I'm, make a jet. I'll engine. finance it. What's that? You couldn't make a jet engine. You can't get up to that DC. I know. I can work well, on it. He's saying that when he's advanced, that's what he'll do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's somewhere between simple and moderate. Okay. And you could just, just moderate. You can just take 20 because you don't really care about how long it's going to take. Well, that's what like, I was going to say. It's like, yeah. I was just looking at if it was simple, I'd say like, hey, I'm already done with it. If it's not, I'll say it's something I'm working you're on. You're working on. Yeah, yeah. You're working on it. Like you could just duct tape it to the thing and be done, but. Well, I could, but I want it to be, <laughs> I want it to be 
like where I could just like if I needed it when we got done, I could just like right. pull it out and it's ready to go. But yeah. and you want to save the duct tape? Yeah. Yeah. For like posters in our room and stuff. Um, <laughs> the duct tape is on one of these pages. It's somewhere. Yeah. It's in the book actually. Uh, it's page in the... 378. It's basically like a healing potion for stuff. For ducks. Hey, TJ. Hey, hey, you're awake. Yeah. No, see, we asked you what your name, and you didn't respond. I, I texted you. Oh. sleeping. Did you say you texted? I did text you to try and wake you up. Oh, you know, you know what? Um, I have my phone off to the side because the battery is just about dead. So oh. I wasn't paying attention to it. But you were sleeping. Do we need to be oh. done, TJ, or? Yeah, we, we should be done soon for my sake as well. I had a really long day. Okay. Since we're also going to be playing next week. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And with no recap, we can literally just jump in. What were you, you came upstairs though. Was there something you wanted to finish before we were done for the night? Like Vanessa came up and was talking to Russ and Lydia? I'll ask him if either of them have heard of the place Watkins Glen. Lydia has vaguely heard of it. Would uh, it be current events or pop culture? Yeah, I'd say current events. I can even roll for that. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a six. I don't know about that. Yeah, same thing. You you still vaguely <laughs> know of it. It's this sort of cautionary tale, like, don't be stupid like these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't build a wall, you know. Yeah, but you don't know anything really specific. I see. At this point, do I know that Russ has the ability to detect psionics? Yeah. Okay. Then I say to him, you haven't felt any psionics going off recently, have you, Russ? Nothing that's, yeah, nothing's felt weird in a little bit. But you, There's always sort of a background yeah. noise, but there's nothing that's really hit you very hard or very close. I'll say I was transcribing the, the rod that I have, and then all of a sudden I looked down and I had typed a lot just the words Watkins Glen over and over and over again. So like auto typing? No, like I was typing it without conscious thought. I'm assuming Vanessa I mean, like knows. Auto, yeah. Like auto writing? Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa what, would know what, what that, is that is. Steve doesn't know what that is. Um, what is, is that what it's actually called though? Auto writing? There's something else in there. I, I think thought. there's something, but it's, yeah, uh, it's auto erotica. <laughs> No. Uh, you went where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You're not going anywhere. Maybe it's just automatic writing. Um, it's where it's... people claim that they're writing from like subconscious or a spirit or something is directing their hand and. Oh, then I would just use that terminology. Yeah, like um, you know, in uh, What Dreams May Come, where he tries to direct what she's writing at the very beginning. Yeah, but he's dead. Right. That's the point. I'll say, I believe that the aliens are making me write Watkins <laughs> Glen and want me to go there. Uh. Don't say, uh. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. It's legit character, uh, Dude, motivation. If I had, if I had been watching Ancient Aliens prior to this campaign, it would have been so much better. <laughs> Every episode just makes me smile and go, yep. And if aliens were here, is it possible that they could have done this? 
And if they had done that, is it possible that they could also have done this? <laughs> and, the, and the short answer is no. The long answer is hell no. <laughs> so I will say, I was auto erotic, whatever. Yeah. Uh, writing Watkins Glen. Interesting. I'm going to add that to the list of plot points that we've had thus far. Places we could go to. I'll just make it. You know what? You wanted to get off the rails, and here you are. What do you mean? It's wide open now. I never said I wanted to get off the rails. You did. I just wanted high speed rail, which makes. (laughs) (laughs) Bullet train? I mean, I don't actually have like. That's that's what I'm for. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want tracks. I want to be able to float above it and be cool. I was going to say, Steve wanted to walk alongside them. Because that way he wouldn't feel like he was on them, which would piss you off. But he would be along the story, which would make him happy. Right. Uh, So I want to make like a master whiteboard of all of our plot potentials based on what's going on today. Okay. Tell me what's on there. Mm, No. Spectacular. <laughs> Tell Russ what's on there. Also, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the same if I'm the one telling it. Oh come on! I want to know what like I want to know what you would put on there because I want to know if you missed something. I just or you add something in that I can run that with. Didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. The aliens will be on there. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't write down all the things. And so if my, my character may not know any of them, uh, basically, but. If Steve would, doesn't know, that doesn't mean Vanessa doesn't know. So. Fair. Like, just describe would, to me. It's all the, it's all the people or other, you know, links that we had prior to everything going to shit. And then to cross off the ones that probably don't matter anymore. Like, we were going to go to the old folks' home. Steve, which, um, which we found out was... Right. So then it's like, I don't think we're, we're not going to go there now. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, we were, we had, you know, I had access to, or had written down names of professors that I was going to meet. Yeah. For... Matt was one of them. Right. Who did I meet? Which one did I meet with? The only two I've written down are Lee, Liza Riss and Nelson Lair. Nelson Lair? Yep. Okay, well, uh, you know, I could still talk to them again, but it's more about the, the weird cult. Well, the cult. You also know that they are both in the order. Oh, I, I do know that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. Steve didn't know that. To find out more about the order, so like the order is one of the things that I don't know. I don't know if there's necessarily a direct line to anything beyond talking to to her. DJ, are you like falling asleep again, or just no. heavily breathing into your mic? Oh no, I'm he, he I'm petting meatball, so oh, meatball okay. snoring. Okay, <laughs> uh, cute, cute muffled snores. So even though Vanessa is, you know, quote unquote, making this whiteboard feel, you know, Steve. Uh, Damn it, TJ and Matt can both jump in with any plot points. Hold on, you can't confuse our real names anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sure you can. All all of Sal's plots are fully resolved now. <laughs> he knows what happened, and he's terrified. Now that TJ's awake, um, I can say during this time, basically, that you're helping on the farm, Sal is still experiencing, you know, occasional flashes. Nothing as serious as what happened when you saw Karanzan, but uh, you know, every once in a while, you'll just pause and see a flash of this horrible, awful torture that you underwent in um, Thailand. So but the only I- good thing that happens is that he did get you off of opium. So can I ask a question and feel free to say like, I don't know the motivations, but, um, what are the motivations? Do, <laughs> well, do I get the feeling that like his intentions are totally unknown to me or like, do I get the impression that, Basically opening up my skull and interacting directly with my brain was horrible, but it was the only way that he knew how to interact with me. But then he did seem to go out of his way to put pleasant memories on top of that, perhaps to protect me from the horrible memories. Like, do I get that kind of feeling or um, as do Sal, I not really have that at all? As Sal is pondering the intentions and what's happening, uh, you full on black out, pass out, and fall down. And not the wood chipper. <laughs> trip into the wood chipper. The end. <laughs> and you now ex- I'm Enzo. <laughs> you experience something you can only call a vision. One in which you're standing on a a mostly rocky beach. It is kind of a dream vista, so um everything is alternatively extremely sharp and distinct or then blurry and indistinct the you know you don't get any impression of what's around you really or what's behind you you just see this beach you're clearly before an ocean and it is storming like crazy it just black clouds above you lightning striking and you are in the middle of saying something that you don't understand words that you don't understand. And there is a small child standing in front of you looking out towards the water and raising their hands as well as an Ulitharid. It could be Karanzan, but you're not sure. And also sort of raising their tentacles toward the water. And you just get the sense of impending doom as the water froths and churns, and these uh, two tentacles about the size of the Empire State Building first first up through the water, and uh, that's when you come to with Enzo standing over you, smacking you, like, wake up, wake up. So no, you did not get an impression of Karanzan's intention. Okay. I got impressions. Okay, so remember how I said all my plot lines were resolved? I I got a new plot line. (laughs) I think that's why Paul had you flash back there. Right. (laughs) Yes. Giant tentacles in the jungle. Oh, you did not see a jungle. Oh, that's right. You said beach scene or something. Yep, it's a rocky beach. Yeah. And like I said, everything else, you know, you don't you don't know what was behind you. It's kind of this tunnel vision of a dream. One 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 thing related to that. So. Since I kind of in the past remembered like speaking a weird language that I didn't understand when I was in the jungles in Thailand, like when I had no other memories of it, like 
was the was what I was saying in the dream familiar as though it was the language that I was mm-hmm. speaking when I was in Thailand. Yep. In the dream, it seemed like you knew what you were saying. And then now that it's, you know. Now that it's the- over and I'm recalling it, no idea. Right. Got it. In the dream, you were you were sure of yourself. Hmm. Well, that's fun. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll coincide with mine. <laughs> and mine? I was going to say, and, and, and also, Russ is going to get killed by gangsters. <laughs> no, I'm- no, 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 no. He's going to use his gills to swim and somehow save us all by stabbing it in the eye or the groin yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so with his gills? Else? Yes, with his gills. Russ has yet to take a shower since he got gills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little afraid of drowning or like choking or something. <laughs> Becoming completely dependent on water. Mm-hmm. Or getting soap in your gills. <laughs> or fin rats or... Finrod? <laughs> yeah. Is that something that Zoidberg worries about? That's something Zoidberg worries about. <laughs> That's what I thought. So, any what what do you want to put on your whiteboard, essentially? All of that stuff I was just oh. saying. Are you going to connect it with yarn? No. <laughs> <laughs> yarn wrapped around thumbtacks. <laughs> don't be a don't be a douche, okay? Okay, geez. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. It's real. Oh, right. Okay. So you use markers. For now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, and the, how they're, you know, who might, who I think the connection might be, at least the kind of before it gets to the aliens level, is in different colors. Okay. It's, It's color coded. Right. So I'm, I'm serious. Like Matt, TJ, you guys we'll can get, throw stuff up. Okay, so we've got the the guys with the black vehicles and the masks and stuff, you know, the sunglasses and all that working with in conjunction with Boulder people, people or whatever. People. Yeah. <laughs> Except now in conjunction the, with reverse vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that from? From the Simpsons. Is it from the Simpsons? It's the episode where uh, the parents all get the love juice from Grandpa. Oh, okay. They start making kids go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, With all the adults gone, I'm in charge. Well, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> if Vanessa ever shares with us the fact that she was surgically cutting open that dude and he had green inside of him. I didn't Wait. do it! <laughs> Just out of curiosity, did we already suspect that they had been mind-controlled by the Beholders? Is that something that the, the Ilthids told us already? That they themselves have been mind-controlled No, no, by no. That, that the agents were being mind-controlled by the Beholders. Not necessarily mind-controlled. I don't think they ever used that term, but they did warn you against the spore and that that would... Well, I know they warned us against the spores. Turn you towards them. Okay. Think of it, you know, the Wheel of Time thing, 13 and 13 makes you evil. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spore does something like that where, you know, it just kind of changes you. Okay. They're saying that they basically described it as they, they, you remain yourself, but somehow you're part of them as well. Back to your whiteboard. 
Yeah. Matt, you we interrupted you, and I apologize. Did you? Oh, that's okay. I'm I'm just trying to think of uh, who else we've pissed off, but. <laughs> Hopefully, that that crazy guy who's still chained to the bottom of that building, the 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 asylum that we were at. Mm-hmm. Let's hope he doesn't come back. Yeah. We we never did release him. He was actually nope. in this episode, but you guys didn't. Yeah. <laughs> What? Nothing. <laughs> Shut up. No, I don't think that was Paul pulling our leg laugh. I think that was Paul legitimately telling us something. Was that the guy <laughs> that got cut open? No, he was the... He, he, uh, Vanessa recognized him as the guy that you threw in the back of your, well, your stolen pickup truck. The second um, agent guy that attacked you on the road that Zalissar had wanted to eat and Sal didn't let him. That was who that was. Oh, okay. Isn't that what TJ just said? What? You were talking about the crazy guy from the island. Yeah. Yeah. And you just said, Paul, that he was in this again? He was in this episode. Mm-hmm. The crazy guy from the island. Yep. As the guy who was cut up. No, no. No, no, not him. You were the one who said cut up, and, and Paul said no. <laughs> just ignore me, because I'm just going to leave fucking you up right now. <laughs> so isn't, isn't the guy yeah. that we... I guess I was confused. Isn't the guy that we drew, threw in the back of the truck and drove back the guy that was cut up? Yeah. That so guy is the same guy. Ignore what I just said. It doesn't mean anything to you, and you will drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what I'm just what I'm saying. Because there is literally no way for you it. to know. What? <laughs> Okay, I will tell you, Vanessa didn't explore as much as I thought she was going to explore. Oh. Well, that's fine. Yeah. So he he's in a different room, dead. No, he was in that room. He was in that room? Yep. His eyes or some part of him was in that room? <laughs> Those were his tentacles coming out of that guy? Right. Alright, fair. So. Sorry, guys, I... Since you're in I should have ticked off the, the fish people. Yeah, you've pissed off everyone at this point. Yeah. But hey, we're New Yorkers now, so whatever. I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> hey. There is, well. So, do you want me to is just tell you the name of the movie you want? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Choose the name of the destructor. Yes. Uh, you did learn something from that guy. Who the crazy was... guy? No, the flayed open guy. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 yes. Uh, something about Leo. Gungir. Uh, yeah, I'll write down what he said. Remember Leo Gungir. Or Gungnir. Whatever the hell. And Steve, as Vanessa, you can just Google that. Gungnir? Yep. Okay. 10-4, good buddy. Is it porn? Because I don't want it to be porn. You know, one of these days, it's gonna be porn. <laughs> Dude, TJ's already sent stuff like that. I don't think I have. Ooh, the Spear of Odin. You know, it sounded familiar. What the hell? What's his six-legged horse's name? Oh, like, get it? Because it's Mjolnir. Like... What is it? His horse? I was saying... Yeah. 
It's like, I don't know how to spell it. It's like Slepnir or something like that. Something close to that. Sleepnir? Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually spelled it correctly. So wait, so... It's actually eight-legged. At some point in the game, remind me that I'm going to do my best Ron Burgundy voice and say, By the Spear of Odin! (laughs) Yep. You killed that man with a trident. (laughs) I killed the guy with a trident. Yeah, I know I saw that. You may want to lay low for a while. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Okay, any more, Paul? I guess Rust, I'm sure Matt remembers, but I guess Rust doesn't care about the Hell's Angels. Well, I didn't know that. Hell's, Hell's Eagles, I'm sorry. Hell's, Hell's Eagles, Eagles, but, you know, it's, yeah, from my past with the people that, you know, attacked our farm, so. That's where I got my Falcon 45 from, is apparently from their, like, one of their guys, so. Mm-hmm. You'll become a potato baron through peaceful means. <laughs> yeah, pretty much not. Pretty soon you'll be the potato duke. Yeah, it was it was an eye for an eye. <laughs> then the potato emperor. Potatoes have lots of eyes. <laughs> All of them watching, watching. Mm-hmm. Why we just let that go? Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, no, we have to let it go. That's <laughs> a. This is you guys technically in you know out of game helping me write down what should be on the board in game. That's not something I would ever think to write. No, no, we we let Matt's pun go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, always try, I always try to let him go. Yeah. Uh, that keeps coming back. Yeah. Sal's got his shit that's going wrong in his brain. Clearly Vanessa has some shit going wrong in her brain. She's fine. <laughs> and Russ apparently does not feel like distributing loot, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, is that like, true? He gave you two game. awesome rings. Yeah, he gave mm-hmm. you two awesome rings like six sessions after you guys got them. <laughs> well, it wasn't like anyone I I, was using them. I thought we dis- I thought we discussed that those had already been passed out. I just because I wasn't using them. But... Yeah. It's oh, not like he was hogging them. them. See, yeah, exactly. See, yeah. Don't, don't try to make him the bad guy here, Paul. <laughs> you are the bad guy. Oh, right. Besides, you... if I didn't have the rings, I would have pooped my pants. Yeah. No, if you would have done really bad on that will save, you would have just remembered the good stuff. I don't as, know if that's good or bad. As a true memory. I think I think that's probably better that I remembered the bad memories because otherwise I probably would have gone and assaulted him in some way. <laughs> just walk up and tug one of his tentacles. Hey, you jerk. Make this squid face. Anything else? Oh, I'm sure we've made somebody angry. Mm. Oh, I think just the regular uh, New York police are probably after us for something, but... <laughs> well, that's all part of the, the whole glasses guy thing, because they it was all a conspiracy all tied into it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there'll be, they'll be an, like a, a bullet under, you know, glasses face guys and their agency and the building we broke of theirs. Um, that was many... an agent. That was an internal affairs building. Okay. Oh, whatever. And those are and the that... agent guys. Right. And how many police chases have we had? Not enough. <laughs> <That> one, <laughs> I think. Three. 
And how many how many times have we partnered with hobos to beat up people? Also not enough. <laughs> but apparently they're not hobos, so No. They're in hobos, now. They're hobos. Yeah. <laughs> I get a cannon. I will tell you, I kinda wanna tell you in a metagame way or a you know I have purposely made crop squares. It's sort of I, I feel like I'd be a huge dick if I made that if I took that away from you. The way I'm justifying this is that Vanessa's done an admirable job of sort of leading her double life and covering her tracks. So if somebody's looking for her, they're not gonna find crop squares. Not so with Sal and his family. They're gonna get murdered in their beds. Well <laughs> yeah. It, I mean <laughs> no but Sal is I, I'm just telling you guys as players that I feel like it'd be horrible to make you feel like crop squares is just like people are just going to rain down on crop squares now because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where you find, you know, somebody looking up Vanessa will find her there. In some sense, Vanessa knows that she feels pretty safe there, I guess. I think the Gatling guns are going to help with that. That is not to say that there will not be a confrontation sometime in the future there, but that's part of what Lydia is doing. Mm-hmm. No, you, you know, a good plot will eventually take away the things that you love about it. You, just, you can't do it all at once and you have to let people enjoy it long enough before yeah. you do it. Well, th- think of crop squares as your serenity. Well, I was actually thinking of it as the Impala. There, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, end of season one. Bam. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Loved it in every way. So you're not just going to have some random, police show up there if it happens it's going to be a huge event that will mm-hmm. have big implications in the story it's but oh. you, you're you're pretty safe there is what i'm trying to say i, I don't oh. i don't want to take it away because it's a big part of the game and um it, it, i just think it would be horrible for the story overall if i just like oh tomorrow some agents pull up to your door and you know I, leave it, a horse head in our beds and drive right. off and, yeah so I want there to be some place where the characters go where they actually feel secure and safe. Mm-hmm. For the moment. You, you, mean, you mean our save point? Yeah. yeah. It, honestly, pretty much, yeah. I want to just establish for a moment um, in terms of starting next time that basically Lydia and Russ are working on mechanical stuff in Leo's apartment and Vanessa is apparently going to be crazily putting together her conspiracy theory board while Sal is laying on the ground on his back, looking up at Enzo. Yeah, having just woken up. Right. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths.